0: Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at a Harvard Business Review tip. This one is get your message across in a difficult conversation. We're also going to be talking with Christina about, uh, well, we're going to have a look at the um, top innovative companies again and have a look at a few more on those lists but right now we're going to have a chat with John Woodward who's a lecturer with the University of New South Wales School of Taxation and Business Law. Good afternoon John.
1: Well, good afternoon Julian how are you?
0: I'm good thanks for joining us again. It's quite, been quite a while.
1: That's, it has been a while and, and since, uh, since, since I last spoke to you my uh, uh, life has changed a little bit in that I'm now a lecturer at the University of Newcastle, not oh, okay. New South Wales. Yes.
0: Okay, and you're still a PhD student.
1: I am indeed.
0: <laughs> well, well, we're going to talk today about dealing with uh, workplace conflict. What, what sort of behaviours do we face at work?
1: Um, well, look, I, I thought um, we—it's it, a—it's a common becoming a more common topic actually difficulties of um, high conflict people or hcps as we call them um, the sorts of things that uh sometimes affect um, business owners and, and uh, for, for that matter you know co-workers other people in the business employees um, in high conflict people which are specific types of um, problems with specific types of people you get symptoms like um, people being uh, preoccupied with blaming other people and you have um, all or nothing thinking, you know, it's my way or the highway. It's mm. absolutely no no room for anything in the middle and uh, unmanaged emotions, outbursts of, of anger and, and hostility and uh, and extreme behaviours um, that, uh, that are manifested in, in those, in sometimes in those kinds of exchanges. <laughs> um
0: so, what sort of problems do these present?
1: Well, um, it's in in the workplace. Uh, you Need to recognise that those sorts of the people who tend to um, exhibit those kinds of problems are. And they're not just one-off situations. So the problems that won't, won't just disappear if you ignore them. So they do need to be actively managed. And uh, if if they're not actively managed and they're not dealt with in you know, a prompt and, and uh, you know prompt manner as they arise, then you can you end up getting ongoing problems with staff relationships. They tend to upset other people on the staff. Um, they can uh, result in. Um, disharmony in the workplace loss of productivity and and uh, you end up having problems with other people and resigning because they're being bullied and um, you end up having uh problems with with industrial problems generally um and when you end coming in conflict with the law then you're problems with um, occupational health and safety and and the, the obligations to keep um uh, people in a safe workplace free from that kind of behaviour.
0: So, obvious, so obviously uh, we should do something about it. Uh, what, what could we do about it?
1: Well, um, by coincidence, we, we've had at this university here in Newcastle in the last week, we've had uh, Bill Eddy, who is an expert from the university of san diego and he's the president of the high conflict institute there and he specializes in in dealing with this kind of thing and he recommends a system that he calls the cars cars is the acronym cars method of conflict resolution which is a system that he pioneered back in in 2008 now that acronym stands for um connect um analyze respond, and set limits on behaviour. Okay. And it's based on this concept that, you know, you, you're dealing with these things, you've got to connect with the person so that there is an, is an actual engagement there. Um, and he does that according to another acronym called the EAR Statement, which shows empathy, attention, and respect. Then analyse the options that are available to you when, you've, when you speak to, when you've established contact. Um, you have to select an option, analyse it carefully, and just go with it. That's, that's a, a firmness uh, about, uh, about what you're going to do. Um, you have to respond to hostility or misinformation. Um, make your response brief, informative, friendly and firm. Um, and you need to set limits on behaviour, firm limits on behaviour, and you can do that by reference to established rules, um, providing uh, logical consequences for what what happens if the rules are not uh, obeyed, and uh, uh, you know you, you, that that should help manage the problem. It can be more difficult with with uh, high conflict people because uh, they they tend to think that the rules just simply don't apply to them, and uh, you know and they have other. Um, agendas, which are sometimes more difficult to manage. Um, That's a brief summary of of Bill's um, recommended program. If if listeners are interested in exploring that further, then Bill's just recently published a book called It's All Your Fault at Work, Mm. um, which is published in the business management genre, and uh, it's available online, actually. um, I'll give you the... the, uh, Addresses is uh, www.unhookedbooks, or one word, unhookedbooks.com. Um, so uh, there's some very useful information in that book, um, and uh, Bill Eddy's a very uh, widely recognised um, expert who deals with these sorts of matters. That's As I say, we've, we've had the great uh, privilege here at the University of Newcastle of having him here in the last week to talk to us, so it's, it's been, been
0: good. So, as a lawyer, um, what sort of legal issues does it then could it just run into as a business person
1: well look the, the sort of problems that people face and we 've seen this time and again um, is what happens is that people uh, find difficult people too difficult to deal with, and so they tend to ignore the problem and hope that it 'll go away yeah. it doesn 't go away, and so uh, you get issues of uh, to to uh, they become uncivil to other people in the workplace. Um, they create uh, stress in the workplace uncooperative behaviours they tend to be the sort of people who spread rumors about other people to try and undermine their um, activities and, and uh, promote you know their own cause. Uh, they purposefully misrepresent the targets of blame and and, and, and sabotage work projects all. For the sake of trying to prove their point
0: mm.
1: now um what happens is if that goes on un- if that if that behavior is just ignored or we put it aside because it's too difficult to deal with the problem is it has an effect on the other people in the workplace and they leave or go on stress leave and the next thing you've got workers compensation claims and okay. all this sorts of thing happening so that's yeah. that's the kind of things that you know that, that can happen if if mm-hmm. um, if these things are not properly addressed. And regrettably, for some reason, it just seems to be becoming more common. We see uh, quite a lot of it. The consultants here um, tell us that that, that's uh, becoming an increasingly difficult um, matter to to deal with.
0: Mm. Great. Well, thanks for your time again, John. We'll have a chat with you again another week.
1: Nice to talk to you. Thank Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye. John Woodward there, uh, a lecturer with the University here at Newcastle. Uh, helping us to have a look at dealing with workplace conflict. And, of course, that could lead to legal uh, problems down the track. Time to pop over to for our chat with Christina. Good afternoon, Christina.
2: Good afternoon, Julian. How are you today?
0: I'm very well. And you were just saying that you just coming back from an interesting networking function. Yes
2: yeah in a very really well formatted networking function there were it was a an intimate group they only ever have about seventeen to, to twenty people at the at the networking but everybody gets to do a one minute pitch they're really they're really um they're made to stick to the one minute time slot. There's a speaker that speaks for 20 to 25 minutes, and I had the absolute honor of being that speaker this morning. And then they actually allowed time for networking. They also do a Lucky Door Prize. And you know what? Five minutes early, so we started at 7.30. At five minutes to nine, it was over. Um, People then got a chance to remain if they didn't have to race back to the office. Mm, Uh, And some people did. So there was excellent conversation afterwards. But it was a real networking event, you know. It was Mm. really – it wasn't – come and sit down, have a lunch, listen to a speaker for an hour, which I don't believe is networking yet. That's a a lesson. That's something that, that, you know, we do get benefit of, but it's not a networking session. Mm. Uh, I thought this was a great networking session this morning. So, you know, well done, Byron and and Beyond Networking.
0: Okay. Well, uh, we're going to talk this week about some more of those top innovative companies in Australia
2: yes and so ranking at number 8 was a is an organization called Sendal. they're a transporting postal and storage um organization but they're australia's first 100% carbon neutral parcel delivery service so every they measure and offset every kilogram of carbon emission um from every parcel that they send and then they use those um the the funds that they gather through that um to to fund projects that have social benefits and a couple of examples of those are like cook stoves in Ghana, um, water treatment in Kenya. They also invest in Australian rainforests. Um, so you, you get a real sense that there's an ongoing benefit. They're very much, you know, environmentally, um, aware and environmentally sustainable. And they've just signed up a, um, a deal with, um, eBay. And they're going to be eBay's account. So you can link them to your eBay account, and they'll offer door-to-door delivery at much lower prices. Yeah, so that's a a pretty big thing for a reasonably small Australian company that hasn't been Mm. around that long. Uh, And another one, have we got time for one or have I? Yeah, no, I was just thinking it's
0: uh, it's great to hear about some of these uh, Australian companies that we don't always hear about.
2: That's right, and I think that's what this list does, you know. So if people are interested, go and check. Australian Financial Review, Inventium, Um, they started the, the list. There's some amazing Australian companies doing remarkable things. Um, enter. Like, all companies should enter. They get a um, – the 2018 um, entries will be open shortly. Uh, but, you know, you, I think at the moment you need to have more than 30 employees. Okay. Um, our friends at Planted Innovation have won it, you know, several times. Um, they've been in the top. Five, I think, every to- ever since the the awards began. But there, there's one more that I'd like to tell you about yep. today. It's called Infotrack. It's an IT and telecommunications company. So there's a wide variety of businesses that have won these awards, um, and they're off-the-plan conveyancing. So plan IT a, it's a it allows clients to compile hundreds of off-the-plan contracts in like minutes. Apparently, send and sign contracts electronically. Um, that you can correspond. Uh, at a, at a development level, you can do complete adjustments, complete settlements, and all of it can be done with manual entry of spreadsheets. So it's an IT company, um, that is up there at number, I think they were number nine, ranked number nine. So great varieties from medical to mm. retail to IT. Lots of companies in Australia, which is an awesome thing, doing remarkable things in this space. And I really want some of those countries, to uh, some of those companies, to enter the international awards. You know, the Mm. Forbes Most Innovative Companies Awards and things like that, which I think would be awesome.
0: Be fantastic, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, to have to have us up there, you know.
0: All right. Well, thanks very much for your time. Uh, We might pick a couple more next week, or we'll look at some other aspect of this innovation.
2: Lots of things to talk about in the innovation space. I think we're really coming into our own, Julian. Look forward to talking to you
0: next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina there with uh, yeah, those companies. We don't hear about them, do we? But it's, uh, they're doing some fantastic things. We've got time for a Harvard Business Review tip. As we said earlier, this one, get your message across in a difficult conversation. If you need to have a difficult conversation with someone, you're unlikely to come to a resolution if you don't hear the other person out. After you've listened to your counterpart, you can create a better understanding of your message by doing the following. First of all, own your perspective. Treat your opinion like what it is, your opinion. Start sentences with I, not you. Explain what's bothering you and follow up by identifying what you hope will happen. Secondly, pay attention to your words. Avoid name-calling and finger-pointing. Your language should be simple, clear, direct and neutral. Thirdly, watch your body language. Are you slumping your shoulders, rolling your eyes, folding your arms? Take uh, stock of the impression you're giving. And then finally, change the tenor of your conversation. If things get heated, don't panic. Take a deep breath and suggest a different approach, such as, if we put our head, foot heads together, we could probably come up with a way to move past this. Do you have any ideas? So uh, we do have those heated situations from time to time, particularly as uh, we were mentioning earlier with John Woodward and the uh, challenges that we can get in the workplace sometimes. So some interesting points there. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. Uh, we've had a chat with John Woodward, who's a lecturer with the uh, New University of Newcastle here in Law, uh, about dealing with that workplace conflict, those uh, interesting, uh, innovative companies that are coming out in here in Australia, and also getting our message across. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with us with more of easily listening favourites, Next week we're going to visit the tax world again with Tony Vidray from AV Chartered Accountants. We'll have a minute on innovation with Christina and we'll have some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week and as Richard Branson once said, business opportunities are like buses. There's always another one coming. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.